Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. He is the only wise God tonight. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Appreciate you uh, just kind of bearing with me tonight. Amen. As I, I try to put something together that I have felt for a while. Amen. And uh, by the help of the Lord, I want to bring it to you. I'll warn you, I've got more scripture tonight than I normally preach with to start you off. But I feel like the Lord would have me to do this. So how many is going to? How many is going to help me preach? Amen. The more you help me, the more successful it will be. Amen. I'm going to first turn to 1 Samuel, chapter number 33. I can't tell you how long I've been working on this. I've studied back and forth, upside down, and... Everything I knew to look at, I've looked at and re-looked at and visited again and run reference. And I feel like the Lord has uh, put together something that will hopefully bless us all and encourage us. Amen. First Samuel chapter number 3. And I want to read verse 2 and 3. It's a very familiar chapter and verse for us. And it came to pass at the time when Eli was laid down in his place. And his eyes began to wax dim, and he could not see. And there the lamp, everybody said the lamp of God. Everybody said the lamp of God. The lamp of God went out in in the temple of the Lord. Where the ark of God was, and Samuel was laid down to sleep. I want to turn to Exodus chapter number 27 in your hearing. Exodus chapter number 27. Thank you, Jesus. Exodus chapter number 27 and verse number 20. And thou shalt command the children of Israel that they bring thee pure oil olive, beaten for the light, to cause the lamp to burn, everybody said always. Man, now I want to turn to Leviticus, chapter number 24. Leviticus 24. Leviticus 24. Verse number 1 through 4. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Command the children of Israel that they bring unto thee pure oil, olive, beaten for the light, to cause the lamps, everybody said lamps, to burn continually. Everybody said continually. Without the veil of the testimony and the tabernacle of the congregation, Shall Aaron order it from evening and morning before the Lord continually? Everybody said continually. It shall be a stature forever in all your generations. And ye shall order the lamps upon the pure candlesticks before the Lord continually. Everybody said continually. Now I want to turn to St. John chapter number 8. St. John chapter 8. Amen. 8 and verse number 12, and then I'll let you be seated. Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Oh God, I know, Lord, you said to write it upon the tables of our heart. Lord, that continually we could draw off of that. I ask you, Lord, you would move and anoint these lips of clay this night. Lord, realizing that I am nothing but the God that I serve. 
Lord Jesus, the message that I preach is yours. And God, you can do with it what you want, Lord. I'm asking you tonight to open our minds and our spirits to be receptive, Lord, to that light tonight as it shines forth in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Amen. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, there must be light in the house. There must be light in the house. You can be seated. Hallelujah. 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 We got our lamps lit. Brother Fred, you keep an eye on my lamps. And if they start to, well, that's already going down a little bit, looks like. If it starts to go down, you come and turn it back up for me. Watch them for me. I want to keep my light burning. I don't want my light to go out, okay? Thank you, Jesus. Don't want my light to go out. As I began to study this, I found just uh, some things that bothered me when it comes to commentaries because I'll tell you this one subject, you, the commentaries go back and forth and they argue with each other and everything else, but I, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to give you the straight word of God. The expression outer darkness takes on, as I studied history, a whole new meaning. When it is realized what a dread the Orientals had for darkness of the night. They held light to be holy. And in the East in ancient times and even as it is yet this way today. The household lamps were kept burning. Everybody say continually. Still are. To sleep in the darkness would have been a terrible experience for the Oriental. They have a fear of darkness. I'll, I'll tell you a secret. I'm, I'm afraid of the dark myself. You'll find out why in a minute. You'll, I'll, I'll tell you about it. I told, I told our people the other night, is in here, why I was afraid of the dark. So I'm going to tell you after a while. Amen. An eastern home is never dark unless the inhabitants are dead or the house is deserted. Now, let me say that again. We're going to carry this through. I, I, I'm going to lay some groundwork before I really start preaching. The eastern home is never dark unless the inhabitants are dead or the house is deserted. The burning of a lamp is symbolic of the continuance of the family. The light of the wicked shall be put out. And his candles shall be put out with him. Job 18, 5 and 6. That's, that's just, I'm just giving you reference. I'm not turning there. The light of righteous rejoiceth as a burneth burning brightly in Proverbs 13 and 9. God had promised David that his throne and kingdom would be perpetuated in 2 Samuel, 2 Samuel 7 and 16. The sin of Abijam cast a dark shadow over the kingdom, but God, for David's sake, everybody said for David's sake, gave him a lamp in Jerusalem, a promise that the family would continue until David's greater son, Christ, would come into this world. Hallelujah. The Bible Readers Encyclopedia. I'm giving you. I'm giving you all this because I'm declaring some things. The Bible Readers Encyclopedia and Concordance, furthermore, declares the ancients held light to be holy. Well, already heard that on one of them. Hence, the Bible associates it with God, who is holy. Everybody said He's holy. He not only lives in light. Exodus 24 and 10. 1 Timothy 6, 16, and is clothed with it, Psalms 104 and 2, but he is light, 1 John 1 and 5. Hence, when God became incarnate, he was and is called the light of the world. Glory. Hallelujah. John 1, 1 through 18, and St. John 8 and 12. To walk in the light brings salvation. John 8 and 12. John 13, 36. 1 John 1 and 7. 2 Corinthians 4 and 6. 
And while a life lived without God is darkness. John 3 and 9 and John 12 and 46. Now I have given you all of this background so we can get to the real message. Amen. 1 Samuel 3 and 3 we read in our scripture text. And the Bible said the lamp of God. Everybody said the lamp of God. Went out in the temple of the Lord. It went out. Now commentaries argue back and forth whether it burns all night or it's just burnt at night or if it's burnt all day and all night. Hallelujah. But let me tell you something. The lamp of God says it went out in the temple. Somebody shout sad. Somebody shout sad. That's sad. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, the commentaries argue over whether the lamp burned all the time or just at night. And I'm telling you from the commentary of Bishop McGee tonight, God's lamp burns continually. If it goes out, you can make sure that the, the, it's deserted. Come on. Because it never goes out. It's to burn continually. I don't think it takes a rocket science to figure this out. That there was no windows in the tabernacle. Therefore, I contend the lamps burned day and night. Night and day. Always, always, always. It never went out. While they trimmed one, the others burned. Come on, church. Hallelujah. The lamp never went out. And I am telling you, we're going to get there because our lamp is never to go out. And if it's distinguished, it's because we have fallen away from God and the lamp of God has went out in our life. Oh, hallelujah. I'm about to feel the Holy Ghost in this place. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo, glory. Somebody shout amen. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I contend the lamp is always burning. I said I contend that the lamp is always burning. God never goes out. I'm going to tell you, even when he died on the cross, his lamp didn't go out. The earth went out because he made it. Come on, church. Hallelujah. But I'm going to tell you, lights come back on. There was people with light there. Hallelujah. They dressed one lamp at a time. Amen. I think it's, it's given enough history from just what I've proven from, from Scripture that we could say that the light don't go out. It went out in the temple. Amen. You, you know the story. Eli had put up with his sons uh, uh, doing evil, standing and, and doing things that, at the temple that they should not have been doing. And he let them get by with it. He let them go on. Hey, the if it hadn't have been for little Samuel in there, the lights would have stayed out in the temple. Hallelujah. But thank God there was somebody standing in the wing just waiting to light it back up. Oh, church, we need somebody in the church to light the candles. We need somebody to pour in some oil. Come on. We need somebody to worship. We need somebody to keep it burning. Hallelujah. Glory. I think it's a I think it's very, very prominent in scripture in Psalms 30 and 5. Amen. I'm just going to use a portion of that. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. I said, weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. What it does is it it encourages us that it's not always going to be night. I don't care what you're going through. I don't care if it's the darkest time in your night. There's going to come a day of dawning. Come on. There's going to be a dawn after the night. Come on. It's morning and night. Come on. And then it's night. Come on. And then it's morning again. And it's night again. It keeps on and keeps on. And it's been that way as long as life is here. Woo. Glory. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, glory. It's not forever. Darkness is not forever. 
there will always be a light at the end of the tunnel. Hallelujah. When you're you're right with God, there's always going to be some light. The light in the tabernacle was and is important to God. Hallelujah. Can I say even of great value? Because I began to look into this. And Brother Mason, I found out that golden candlestick was made up of 96 pounds of gold. You tell me it's not important to have light in the temple. You tell me that it's not important to have some light of God in you. God values that when he told David how to build it and we'll build it. uh, We'll build a lampstand that's got 96 pounds of gold. That's important. Everybody say that's important. Hallelujah. Woo. Can I tell you it's a weighty matter. (laughs) It's a weighty matter to have light in the temple. Hallelujah. Saints. Tell me it's not important to shine. Tell me it's not important to be light. We're a light. Amen. I don't know about you, but if, if this is the only light, and I, I, I'm sorry, but I, I believe it's got to either be true light or it's not light at all. I'm glad that we are the light in Mount Carmel, Illinois. Come on. I'm not saying that others don't have a little light. You understand what I'm saying? But I want to tell you, not everybody burns the same. Some is brighter, some is dimmer. Come on. This in here is dimmer than that and over there. It's got a smaller light. I'm going to tell you, when I began in this thing, I was probably like that. I looked, I was a small light. But hopefully over the years, I've grown brighter. Come on. As we walk in the ways of God, I think as we get closer to God, who is the light, that we become a greater light. Can somebody say amen? Amen. Hallelujah. I believe we become a greater light than we was in the beginning. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Matthew 5. Amen. Verse number 14. 5 and 14. You are the light of the world. Everybody said, I'm a light. A city that's set on a hill. He said, what you are is you're like a city that's set on the hill. That cannot be hid. Come on, you can't, you don't put a you don't put a light on, you know, on a on a candlestick and then hide it under a bushel. This thing wasn't done in a corner. It was done before God and everybody else. Come on. Hallelujah. I'm not afraid to let my light shine. I'm not afraid to tell people who I am and what I believe. In fact, I want to shine forth. When I walk out in this world, I want them to know that I've got a light. How many times has somebody come to the altar and they give their heart to the Lord and you see them the next time and say, man, they look different. Wow. Oh, let me tell you, our light shines whether you believe it or not. You may not know it, but you're the only Bible that some people reads. I, you hear me? They're walking and they're watching you and they're watching your light to see how bright you shine. Come on. They don't want to catch you with the wrong crowd and you be in the midst of it and not and, and feel comfortable about it. Come on. Hallelujah. We got to watch the way we walk, the way we talk, the way we live, the way we dress. We got to watch all of that. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle. And put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick. That it give light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. Glorify your Father which is in heaven. I don't know about you, but what I'm saying is, I believe when you shine bright enough that the other things don't show up so much. When you make them a little mistake, it isn't seen. But when you shine bright, it's when you're walking before the Lord. Come on. When you're coming to church like you should. When you're worshiping like you should. When you're worshiping like you was this morning. Hey, it was bright in here this morning. Oh, I said it was bright in here this morning. If you didn't feel something in here this morning, you better look around. Your house might be empty. It might be deserted. Come on, church. If your light goes out, your house is deserted. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
that glorify your Father which is in heaven. Hallelujah. Somebody shout, there must be light in the house. I said, there must be light in the house. There must be light in the house. There must be light in the house. Oh, if there's no light in the house, there's no glory in here. Come on. If there's no light in here, there's no Holy Ghost in here. Come on, because it'll shine if it's in you. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They won't notice your mistakes if your bright light is shining enough. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Exodus 34. I told you I had a lot of scripture. 29 through 35. Came to pass when Moses came down from Mount Sinai with the two tables of stone in Moses' hand. When he came down from the mount that Moses wist not that the skin of his face shone while he talked with them. And when Aaron and all the children of Israel saw Moses, behold, the skin of his face shone. And they were afraid to come nigh him. And Moses called to them and Aaron and all the rulers of the congregation to return unto him. And Moses talked with them. And afterward all the children of Israel came nigh. And he gave them in commandment all that the Lord had spoken with him in Mount Sinai. Until Moses had done speaking with them, he put a veil on his face. Hallelujah. But when Moses went in to speak with him, he took off the veil until he came out. And he came out and spake to the children of Israel, which they was commanded. And the children of Israel saw the face of Moses and the skin of Moses shone. And Moses put on the veil upon his face again, and he went out to speak with him. Every time that he come out, his face shone. What I'm telling you is you can't be in the presence of the Lord very long and not shine. Come on. If you've really got a hold of something, your face will shine. If you've really got a hold of the Holy Ghost, your face will shine. Come on. Oh, if you've really got a hold of the Lord, something's going to happen once in a while. And you can't contain yourself. And you're going to shine a little bit. There's going to be some worship. There's going to be a dance. There's going to be a move of God in you that you can't contain. Because of the shine of the Holy Ghost that's shining forth from you. There must be light in the house. There's got to be light. There's got to be light in my house. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. When you get in the presence of God, you can't help but shine. If you have anything at all, you're going to shine. You won't only shine, but you'll affect others. You notice the way this morning built? There was somebody that came forth because they felt like they needed some. Before you know it, people in this service started shining. Come on. People began to step forth. They began to pray for others. Pretty soon, this whole house was lit up with the presence of God. Let me tell you, that's the way it's supposed to be in Pentecost. We don't only shine, but we affect others. Brother Pat, if I've never affected you, I'm no good. I'm not a Christian. I'm not shining like I ought to. Come on. If we don't shine, others around us will not shine either. Oh, there must be light in the house. I said there must be light in the house. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. Woo. I want to affect somebody. I preached about that one time. I want to affect somebody. 
Oh, glory. Hallelujah. 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 I feel the presence of God. Hallelujah. We need to shine forth. Youth, don't be ashamed of what you got. Go ahead and shine. When you're in school, go ahead and shine. When you're at work, go ahead and shine. Come on. Don't be ashamed of who and what you are. Shine forth. Shine forth. Oh. It's been a while back, Sister McGee and I had ate McDonald's. Imagine that. Oh, no, I think it was dinner, maybe. I'm not sure. Lunch. We walked in there and we sat and come back by ourselves. We weren't trying to be noticed. A young man come in there and he kind of looked around. He come right over and kind of sat down by us. Next, he said, Y'all care if I sit with you? He said, No, feel free to. Come on, sit down. He said, I felt like this was a pretty good place to sit. Come found out he was a pastor. And he was from out of town. We began to exchange stories. Needless to say, dinner was long that day. And even though it don't take long to, you know, to, to get rid of a, a McDouble and fries and a drink. Probably the only thing we had to refill was a drink because we, you know, our throat was dry from talking. Come on. And what's good is, let me tell you, it's a, it's a great thing when Christians can get together and they can enlighten each other. It's good when I can shine and you can shine back. Come on. If I can shine and you can shine, come on, this is good. We can have double light and even triple light according to how many is in, in, in our little talk, in our little group. Come on. And that's the way it ought to be, church. When we get together, we all are to shine together. And when the world walks up and says, man, what's going on over there? Come on. What are they talking about? What's going on? While, while back, we was at McDonald's again. It was the evening. Hey, you don't know. That's a place to work. You can, you can go in there and you can witness to people. Josh was in there, Brother Mike. And Josh began to talk about his life. Of course, we've known Josh for a long time. Stansfield, Josh Stansfield. He's a great boy. We got in there and got to talk, and he began to tell us about his life and how he went through surgery and went through this and didn't even know where he's ever going to be able to work again because he's in and out of the hospital and couldn't find out what's wrong with him. And he began to tell about his mama and them as they was taking him to the hospital in Evansville. And he said, I'm going to tell you something. He said, there was something going on in our car. He said, mama started praying. And he said, I'm going to tell you, the Holy Spirit. Hey, everybody, hey, everybody's looking back here in our corner. You know, Josh, he gets loud, and that's all right. I'm not ashamed of it. Come on. He began to say, and there was something going on in our car, and, and the Spirit of the Lord was in that car, and, and said, pretty soon, I just wanted to throw my hands up, and said, Mama did. Said she started praying. She started praying for me. Come on, church. I'm talking about a God that can shine forth in a car, and he can do a healing. He can do a deliverance while you're riding down the road. Come on. There must be light in the house. There's got to be light in the house. For anything to happen, there must be light in the house. 
And Freddie's, I'm keeping him busy. It's going out again, isn't it? Bless the Lord. That wick's just burned up. I'm not sure it's good. Might need trim. Haven't been burned for a lot of years, you know. If we do it without electricity, we use it at home. But this no here is brand new, so no big deal. Hallelujah. Now, now I'm going to, I'm come to my place now that I, I feel like is a good place. We have some ladies in our church that are short in stature. Sister Merlin, I need you. Right here, standing looking back. You won't stand there long, I promise. Sister Jen Adams, I need you. Bishop McGee, don't laugh. I need you too. She didn't know. I, I promise you, they, she didn't. They didn't yeah. Yeah, I want, yeah, I want you to stand here right side by side. Yeah. Oh, glory. I want you to take all, I want you all to take good look. Now, she's cheating. She's got heels on, but she just. If I guarantee you, if you had them heels off, I could lay a board across here and put a level on it. It'd be all right. What I'm saying is, I know, hey, this poor gal gets a lot of fun poked at her, and she's so good-natured, and I love her to death. These, these ladies, you know, my wife, she lost two inches or better, and she's, she hadn't been happy. She went to the doctor, and they actually measured her, and she found out she wasn't a bit taller than Sister Malia. <laughs> and I had done had figured out for you, Sister, that you was among them. I didn't even measure, but I just knew. And you know what? We, you know, everybody makes fun, you know, because you can look over them. Oh, I can see over top of you, you know. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But I'm going to tell you something. I brought them up here for a reason. Hallelujah. They may be short in stature, but they stand tall in the church. Woo! They don't only stand tall in the church, but they stand tall in the world. Ladies, you can be seated. I won't make you stand. Oh, I'm feeling the Holy Ghost now. See, what I'm trying to tell you, it don't matter how tall you are or how short you are, that God can shine out of you just like he can that man that's six foot six. It's not your stature. He told David, he said, he told him, he said, Samuel, you're looking at his stature. I'm not looking at that. I'm looking on the inside, and what I see, he's tall. He's a warrior. He's a fighter, and he shines out. Glory. Hallelujah. You know what? I believe God is hunting some short people that will stand out in the crowd. It's not afraid. Yeah, I can see her even yet. That little old short statue, buddy, I can almost see her preaching. Get her point across, can't she? I'll bet she can. She may be short, but she's mighty. My wife may be short, but she's mighty. She give me to do things I normally wouldn't do. And I guarantee you, Kevin's a big guy, but I'll, <laughs> he has to admit sometimes that that little woman of his can make him do a lot of things that he wouldn't do. If it hadn't been for her. Come on, church. I said there must be light in the house. There must be light in the house. God must have some light in the house. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Let's do it. Yeah. She's back here helping me preach. Oh, Hallelujah. 
You might be five feet tall, ladies. And they may tease you about it. But I'm going to tell you something. The world won't be able to overlook you when you walk out in the world. You say, man, what makes her talk like that? What makes them dress like that? What makes them stand up and not be afraid to talk to whoever? Come on. They talk to a post. You know, they ain't afraid to talk to anybody. Not bashful. Not a bashful bone. Sister Jen Adams' body. She probably talked to a stump. Well, I guess she does, don't she, Kevin, all the time. <laughs> you can tell him, hey, he, he can hear this online. You, you can rewind it and let him know. Hallelujah. Sister Angie Craig, I know you're online. Sister, I'm telling you, you may be sitting at home, but I've heard stories how you're shining forth even at home. Come on. Facebook knows about her. Come on. People on Facebook know about her. You know why? She's shining forth. Why do you think Larry got baptized? What? Come on. She was shining. That's why Shelby got baptized. She's shining. Thank you, Sister Angie. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. I'll trim that next time, brother. Glory. Yeah, you're, hey, he's going to be sweating through his coat here in a minute. Somebody shout, there must be light in the house. Now I think we need to say, let me be the light. Oh, I want to be a light. Somebody shout it. I want to be a light. Come on, tell them. Addison, I want to be a light. Woo! She's going to get up on the bench so she can be a light. I want to be a light. I want to shine like this flashlight. Woo, glory. Hallelujah. I want to I be a light in the house. See, I told you I'm afraid of the dark. Jews is afraid of the dark, so I'm, I'm partly Jew. I, I was grafted in the branch, so I'm a Jew. I'm afraid of the dark, too. So much so that I told my wife, I said, I'm going to tell you, we're getting nightlights. Because I've watched my precious wife break toes and go in pain for days. Not just one. She's been there several times. And I got tired of seeing the breaking toe, broken toes and hear her complain about what she had done, you know, because there was no light in the house. So I vowed that there was going to be light in the house no matter And you know what? Thank you, Jesus. This thing is, it does, boy, it's crusty, isn't it? Man, oh, lie. That boy, I didn't know it was going to do that good job of separating the good and the bad here. So a few years back, I believe it's my daughter-in-law. Brother Andrew, we'll turn the lights out back here. Yeah, that's it, Brother Fred. Keep that thing burning. If it goes outward, we're in trouble. Well, I got one burning over there. Thank God. That's it. <laughs> Everybody got their lights? 
Oh, Jesus. You got your lights on? I'm going to tell you, you look at that little light and you think, <laughs> that ain't much of a light. But I'm going to tell you something. You put that in my mobile home in a room and turn that on, honey, you can see. You ain't going to break no toes. And if it starts getting dim, I put new batteries in it. In fact, it's Sister McGee's got so good at it, obeying. Yeah, I know. You said I made a mistake by saying that, didn't you? I've seen that. But she got so good at it, she said, dear, that needs new batteries. Okay, dear, I'll get them. I would put new batteries in. They'll last, I don't know, a week. Somewhere around that. It begins a little dim. But let me tell you something. You tell me that your light don't ever grow dim in church. You tell me that your light's always shining bright in church. Let me, let me tell you. It's a true story. The night the tornado went through Mount Carmel. My, my wife, she's smart. She, she always, and, and, and I know, I'm not scared like she is, but she, she gets, when, when it's going to storm, bad storms, bad winds, she's ready to get out of that trailer. She said, we're going to church. So we go. We go to church. So we was here this night, and Sister McGee had just got her. Sister McGee, where's your light? I thought you was shining. You put your light up so the family's distinguished. No, I got mine on. I don't know if y'all seen them. Remember them lights you ladies got for her? Something was it? Was it Father's Day? The men got them. I got one too. But she had that little light, and we was in there in my office, and she went to the bathroom while she was gone. Behold, my 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 radio or my. Phone went off, Brother Mason. Said, get to your safe place. The tornado's headed your way. Man, I, all at once then, Brother Freddie and I, I'd kind of have this, and I'd just throw my light down there on the floor, and, and when it done that, the lights went out just like that. Man, I was, where, where's, my, where's my light? Anybody ever got so, you ever, anybody ever lost your light and couldn't find it? Come on, have you got so low in the spirit? Come on, that your light wasn't shining. And you think, what's wrong with me? And you're searching for your light again. I found that light and I turned. This is the truth. In that office in there. And I finally got smart, believe that or not. And I set that in the middle of that coffee table in there. Brother Jerry, it had our off, that office lit up. Sister McGee said, man, that's neat. See, that's the only light we need in here now. I said, man, why did you think of that earlier? Well, you know, I had to tell her, well, I thought of it, but I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to make her think I'm smart or something. No, I'm just telling you. Now, I know it's not real dark outside, so it's not, it's not a, this is not a good example. But I, you know what? Come to me just, I don't know, a night or so ago. And I thought, I wonder what it'd look like in this church if everybody was shining bright like they should. I wonder, I wonder what it'd look like in here if everybody had their light shining bright. You know, I'm, I'm not saying anything bad. You know, there can be little lights and, you know, and bright lights and, you know, and there might be some that'll be a floodlight. But what I'm telling you is, do you realize what kind of revival we could have in Mount Carmel? If everybody in the church had their light on, if everybody was shining forth like they ought to, I'm, I'm about the Holy Ghost through glory. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus, hallelujah. You can turn the lights back on. You can turn yours off if you want to. Well, no, you can't. No, this is not for sale. Thank you, Jesus. 
And this in here has got to be worked on. I've got to trim my lamp. Hallelujah. There must be light in the house. I want light in my house. I said, I want light in my house. I said, I want light in my house. Is anybody with me tonight? I want light in my house. I don't want my house to be dark. I don't want to look like my family is extinct and there's no light in my house. I want when the sinner walks by that he sees light in my house. Oh, oh. Woo! I want this church to shine forth all over Mount Carmel. I've said it and I mean it. I pray it all the time. Lord, let this church be as a lighthouse that's set on a hill. That cannot be. That cannot be hid. Let it burn continually. Let it never go out. Let it burn brighter and brighter and brighter. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Some lights may be brighter than others, but we all must shine. I began to think. I just sat down last night. I just I wrote this down because every time we see another soul repent, be baptized in Jesus' name, and filled with the precious Holy Ghost with the evidence of tongues, there is another light lit. There is power in number. I said there's power in numbers. We need to work on numbers. We need not to lose out, church. You can turn it off, Brother Freddie. I think I understand. Thank you, Jesus. I didn't burn it long enough the other day. I see that. Hallelujah. There's another light on every time somebody enters the kingdom of God. I'm going to tell you, I think after just tonight, we can see how bright we ought to be. If it was dark in here, it would have looked a lot brighter with these lights burning. I'm closing. Oh, Jesus. And see, Sister Melinda, I didn't embarrass you a lot. Maybe a little bit. But you handled it well. I want there to be light in the house. Musicians can come. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. There must be light in the house. There must be light in the house. Addison, there must be light in the house. Addison, there must. Addison, 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 there must be light in the house. There must be light in the house. Must be light in the house. Got this little boy. I'm going to tell you right now. One of these days when this comes together as a marriage, there must be light in the house. If you want to keep this family like it is, you've got to have light in the the only save thing that's going to save your family is light in the house. The only thing that's going to keep your family together is light in the house. That light is the third cord. Ha-ha. Woo. Did you guys have a light on over here? I know, that, I know they had phones or something they could light. I tease them a lot, but that's all right. There's got to be light in the house, Brother Andrew. Come on, men. There's got to be light in our house, and we must be the main light. Come on, you got to be the light of the family. If you want your kids to, to follow after Jesus, then you as the man must be the light. You must lead that family. You're called to be a leader of that home. 
And, and if, you want to shine, if you want them to shine bright, then you're going to have to shine bright. This little gal and that, that, that bigger guy, they must be shining in their home because the other night I noticed, and, and it was kind of cute because it was after church and we was back there in the back, and, and I was doing a little, I was doing a little dance, and Graceland was watching me, and I was doing a little bit of this, and she got into it, and the first thing you know, she was doing this. Come on, let me tell you something. Kids pick up on whether you're a light or not. They know where you're at in your Christian walk. They know you better than you think they do. They're watching you, and if you dance, they're going to dance. If you clap, they're going to clap. If you holler, they're going to holler. You know why you're shining? Hallelujah. This altar's open. I'm telling you, if you ain't shining tonight, I'd be making my way to this altar. If your light's growing dim, and nobody's mentioned it lately, or somebody's asked you, is everything all right with you? It might be a good thing to check yourself out. Your light might have almost went out. Eli's, Eli's eyes were growing dim. He didn't even know when the light went out. You know, if you're not careful, the light will go out in your home. Let me tell you, daddies and mamas, your children's not going to go any farther than you do. If you've got them wrapped up in the things of the world, if you've got them wrapped up in sports and they're missing church nights, let me tell you, it ain't going to be good. It'll tell down the road. Could we stand? Altar's open. I want your light to shine. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you and have a blessed day.